Percent 420 podcast number 26. 26. Fuck, we are rolling with mm. these. They're out. YouTube, mm. uh, Spotify. What else? Google. Google. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Oh, really? Okay. Um, and they're on YouTube else? now? You've been putting them on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. Our, so where is their video? YouTube. YouTube's got video. The others are, are audio. All listening. Nice. Awesome. Um, well, we've got Ghost Train and White Wedding number five. Uh, sorry, I don't have really any new stuff. But with all the combinations, we can still make infinite Cocktails. combinations of these. Um, so... Yeah. Nice. Ready to get after it. Mm. Get a little buzz on. I actually had a buzz on this morning with uh, Courtney. She wanted to smoke before her uh, trading session, so we smoked some Ghost Train. So it was pretty, it was pretty high. Nice. Yeah, that that wedding one, I got to be careful with. Yeah, it'll put you down. Right. Well, so this is the, hopefully gonna. This is the White Wedding Five. So white Wedding do think, Five. Do you think it's gonna be different from the one or the three? Um. I only had a little piece of this, so um, yes, I think so. Well, I don't, I don't know that it's going to, you know, like feel different, but it certainly tastes a little bit different. I think the number three, though, was like spot on dialed in. It'd be nice to like have them all next to each other. Well, see, that was one of the things that we talked about in um, today when I was talking to the uh, editor for that magazine was doing... Um, phenotypes like together right so um yeah so you can see the difference yeah so you can see see look, the characteristics and stuff like that so um can get some more information on that but anybody want to spark it or am i always the designated i think you're the designated sparker all right works out that way i was watching one of our videos on YouTube while I was watching a few of them and it always seems like I'm bogarting the fuck out of the joint in the beginning. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm taking like six That's hits who's been before I... <laughs> kept seeing views because I haven't really... It'd be a good thumbnail. <laughs> He's bogarting the joint here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do a clip video. Yeah, and and just take right. right. yeah. the whole thing. Just... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying like to... get out of it. We should... I'm really doing you guys a favor, right. but I think that's why I get so high in these because I'm getting it going. So I'm taking three or four full hits, right. and you guys <laughs> take like one. A tattoo photo shoot, <laughs> trying to keep it. Going. I know, man. We did this tattoo photo shoot, and we had the, a joint in uh, a little, you know, thing like that. And so Anna's getting her work done. Uh, Evan is doing the uh, tattoo, so I'm doing the photography, but I'm. We got to keep this joint lit so they can't because it's in the picture yeah so like they can't the move okay. so i got to go over there and keep hitting this joint to keep it smoking <laughs> i was wondering and, like where is he going what is he and doing? like half the fucking images are all blurry and shit <laughs> i was gonna say the yeah, photo's all fucked up it's fucked up yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was that um white wedding number three mm-hmm. so i was just i didn't even, you know i didn't think about it all of those factors. I should have rolled like a Prodigium or something that would keep me up, light. So man, I was like, (laughs) yeah, I was fucking crushed. It's good shit. We live and we learn. We live and we learn. 
So what do you guys think about the um, New Zealand weightlifter that made it into the Olympics? Did you see? No, I heard? did not see. Did you guys hear? No. Haven't heard? Uh, so it's this um, transgender girl, right? Who transitioned at like 35 or 37, something to like that. To a girl? To a girl. So it was a man. It was a man. And this person is fucking huge. <laughs> like She was a uh, in the Olympics? As a, as she, a man. Yeah, she was in the Olympics, so it's going to be really yeah. interesting. She's in the it's Olympics. Really There's nothing interesting, interesting about this. <laughs> you know, they, we all know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be fascinating. Are you kidding me? But, but what about, like, what are the other women going to do? Like, if she beats them all, yeah. are they going to be pissed off? I heard there was some controversy in New Zealand because yeah. she won a few competitions there. Well, she never right? won a competition right? until mm-hmm. she became right. a woman. But she, she won some... Yeah female competition never even qualified well then as a, she as a male as a male but then she was crushing the female competitions and so i think and these numbers aren't correct but they're close i think the because this is for the jerk for the clean jerk um mm. so the highest or the the heaviest lift by a man was like 560 or something like that right the heaviest by a woman was like 410, 420, somewhere right in that weight category. And that's by, you know, the, the heaviest lift that's been recorded for a female. Well, this um, person, and I forgot her name, walks in at 385, throwing up 385. So that automatically puts her in the top few. You know what I'm saying? So fresh. And she's 43 years old. Right. So she's going to be like the oldest person oldest in the person Olympics. because she can right. crush the oldest the women. woman in the Olympics yeah. to reach the highest. You guys are breaking yeah. glass ceilings all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a well, funny so thing. I've heard I've heard some counter arguments to this, but it wasn't really a good one in my opinion. But they're just people are just saying basically that these. Whenever we bring this up, the Olympics or athletics, it's not, it's like sand in the eyes. It's just a small percentage of the situation. And so it doesn't necessarily apply to everything else. But I disagree because just how it works in that environment, that same loophole can be found in other environments outside of athletics or So it's sand in the eyes? I don't don't understand. It's like a distraction. Down. It's like a distraction yeah. from, from the main issue, which, which is, is acceptance and equality. And right. I guess, I could see yeah, if I were to try to steal man it or whatever. Yeah. They would say that there's the big issue of trans in general mm-hmm. and all the right wing people are jumping on this kind of stuff. And it, yeah, I could maybe see them saying that. There was a um, trans woman who just crushed like an NCAA record. Mm. So it's penetrating in all levels. It's in, you know, there was that lawsuit in Connecticut or New Jersey. Um, I'm not sure which, but by those, you know, track girls and Mm -hmm. they were top, you know, there was one who was like the fastest runner in, you know, the state. And then a trans boy or trans girl, you know, comes along and just smokes her. And it's like makes it really difficult for that competition level but this is it's interesting that people can find that argument because what they'll say is well their testosterone is at x right you know they're like and as, Doesn't as long change as it's the below, frame of their body though it's already <laughs> been developed right, right. and bone density just the, 
well, kinetic intelligence. Not every trans woman is as built or as strong or has as much testosterone. Right, but I don't think that they understand then the role of hormones and things of that nature. And now that could change. You know, when you look at, um, there's a lot of femi fucking guys coming along these days. You know, a lot of kids. Uh, low testosterone. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Cows, and so maybe, uh, maybe that like would be the case if they decided to transition. You're going to be like, yeah, well, they were basically mm -hmm. a fucking... Butch also, chick anyway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, they equaled the butch chick <laughs> being a funny yeah. dude. The, right? the scary part of the conversation is like you try to say, okay, like to, to steal a man their side would be like they that you can change a man or you can transition, let's say, if you get them young enough. Right? That and that's a, where it gets like scary. Yeah, that's a rough yeah. But they have an argument there maybe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you give someone, let's say, a... a you know, uh, hormone replacement. Yeah, hormone replacement, and let's say they're they're a girl and they want to be a boy. Yeah. And you give her a lot of testosterone, it does change their bodies. Yeah. Because that's some sort of a triggering mechanism for us to become whatever adult sure. gender we're going to be. Um, if you took the the human element out of it, the person out mm -hmm. of it, and mm -hmm. you said, okay, just we want to change this male to female, then that is. I think, I don't even think you can deny that. You know what I'm saying? That you can, that you can, possible. Right, that uh, you would make that male more of a female. But, but so, it's not entirely so. Not entirely, because, but more of. But, but you can't make a womb. Mm -hmm. You can't, you know what I mean? Correct. That's not going to happen. But, but I'm saying like the physical, the physical features, right. you would make that person yeah. way more how, feminine. Yeah, yeah, right? how they present. Uh -huh. You get them being, yeah. But... What fucking four-year-old or eight-year-old, when they say these surgeries would need to be done, correct, would know that yeah. that's what they want. Yeah, And, and then, then it's yeah. somebody dictating what they want yeah. and how many mistakes are there going to yeah. be. And then there's all this crazy stuff now. If you're a dad and your kid says they want to transition and then, you know, even like counselors can get them to a... Yeah. a some sort of a clinician that can subscribe them this I've heard stuff. In some states, the doctor yeah. can right do it at the child's will without exactly. Parental. And then some parents are being like, you know, they're trying to stop it, and then yeah. and then they get the, you know, social media comes after them, and they even it have is, legal repercussions. It is insanity, but it's it isn't crazy. this like this is what's crazy is that these same people right that support this would be completely up in arms. If a child could be like, let's say, prescribed religion against that parent's will, mm. right? That's a good point. So school counselors say, oh, your kid needs religion. We're going to send him here. They'd be like, that's fucking insane. You know, we're being persecuted. But for their, like, desires, what they want, what they see as valuable, they're willing, to, you know, they say that doctors should have the right to say that a kid needs hormonal fucking, you know, drugs and, you know, yeah. therapy for a, for a sex change. It's, yeah. it's madness. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, don't see how people yeah. can rationalize and then there's these the, arguments. You can also see the, you know, if you, do you know Abigail Schreier? You come uh, across her? I know that name, but I don't uh, know. She recently wrote a book, um, uh, just talking about the phenomenon, you could say, uh -huh. and there's some crazy stats, and I don't, I can't remember any of them, but 
Uh, oh, she's the one that was talking about how girls are doing this in like big groups. Yeah, right? like it's like a contagion yeah. kind of a thing, or social uh, contagion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a trend. It's obviously that, but <laughs> this is gonna smoke us out. <laughs> yeah. So she says like things like may, it used the the vast majority of transitioned people used to be male to female. Some huge amount was was that, mm-hmm. and maybe even through time there might be some evidence that it was mostly male to female. And nowadays, the vast majority is female to male. So what happened? And it is, you know, if you like try to, you know, see their argument, they would say it's the uh, tyrannical, you know, patriarchy and stuff that um, made it so people weren't allowed to be who they are, right? And so they would say once you remove that um, authoritarian. Uh, structure then everybody can be who they are and then that's why so many women are uh wanting to be boys but don't you think about that but, yeah. but this is where the argument folds on itself in, in my opinion right so when they say that tyrannical rule mm-hmm. but let's go back to the four-year-old and the doctor who or the the counselor who thinks that this four-year-old or six-year-old or eight-year-old whatever year old like that um feels that they should be a different sex because it's kind of a trend now. But isn't that tyrannical rule then for the state to be able to say, well, that doctor has a right to right. give that. Well, so that's the, so that there's what is what's interesting about so, it, but we talked about power last time. Mm-hmm. And when you, and I, I do think this is the case that at the bottom of this is some philosophy that says there's no truth. There's no, everything's relative. So then, if everything's relative, it's about power. Mm-hmm. So, so their, um, you know, overarching ideology, the t- the tyranny of their ideology, mm-hmm. is seen as a good thing, and then the other ideology is seen as a bad thing. Right. You know. So, um, yeah, that's another interesting. That's way. that's why I don't think there's any logic to a lot of these arguments. I I'm not saying that they're not like on the surface where it's like, oh, that sounds good. Again, Black Lives Matter. On the surface, that sounds good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but in reality, it's, yeah, it's how does that way play out? Different yeah, what's than under that. all the layers? And, and so. what does that mean? What does that even mean? Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. because you know you got to even scale that. What does it matter to? Like, for instance, you know the the current president had a policy back in the day that was pushed for. Highly unfavorable towards black people, mm-hmm. right? With that possession, stuff, yeah, yeah, the crime bills, and mm-hmm. so. And how many did our vice president <laughs> in prison when she was a judge? Correct. So I, I mean, but there's, but what? It, right. So there's levels of what does that matter? What What do we say? So we can't even get to that level of what does that even mean, right? And then we can't even figure out how to address those problems because. Like Joe Rogan had said something, and again, man, I I dig Joe Rogan, but I think sometimes um, we try to simplify things, and even for a deep thinker like him, by saying, we'll look at it like a weight class, right? And he was using this current um, UFC champ, this uh, the lightweight Mexican guy, not lightweight, but uh, yeah, okay, Um, and he was saying something to the effect of that being where. Um, like the poverty stricken might be starting from right at, at that point that guy's weight class and then you go up to Francis Ngannou and compare him and there's like there's never ever gonna be a fight right between 
that guy competing with Francis Ngannou, okay? Because he's the heavyweight champ. But what that does in that regard, it, it again, you make it simplified because the fact is that fucking guy is going to have to go up against Francis Ngannou in the real world. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like Joe Rogan is worth a, a lot of money now. He's got a ton of influence. But when he started, he was fucking that super lightweight guy. And you got to figure it out and work your way up to be a heavyweight. He is a fucking heavyweight when you talk about his influence and his power. And so I think we sometimes miss those things by trying to oversimplify. It's playing to what someone's strengths are. You've got to help them figure out what their strengths are and then how to utilize those strengths. And then starting points, they matter, but really fucking so what? I mean... Mm-hmm. It, it matters, but that's just the way the world mm-hmm. works, okay. right? It, okay. It's like okay. Some so you're people, talking about different groups and like some have an advantage over others, or apparently correct. it seems the, that they have a head start correct. or a correct, uh, right? And mm-hmm. so then that mm-hmm. goes back to my argument that it's so hard then to defend Black Lives Matters because what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, how yeah. do we? What do we say that because in some people's minds that blacks have been oppressed? in you know the beginning of our country and that they've slow, slowly gained every right that you and I have today, okay? Well, that sucks, but that's the way it is, right? We're the freest country in the world, we're the most accepting, and they had a hard shake. But black people today don't have that hard shake that those black people did. Mm-hmm. And everybody's got a struggle somewhere mm-hmm. along it the line. It is hard to sift though, right? Like mm-hmm. I think their view is like you look at the stats, which is also deceiving and, and simplified mm-hmm. a way a simplified view of the world to just compare groups or whatever. And to expect there to be any sort of like equality. Um, absolute equality between anything. Attractiveness, strength yeah. Maybe intelligence. But who wants that? Only the mm. lazy fucking person wants that. Right, but so, but they, but when maybe someone who supports that view, especially mm-hmm. with Black Lives Matter, is like they see the stats of how much less wealth they have compared, how you know they see all those things, how many more in prison, right? And so they say there's all these problems, right? Absolutely. And maybe maybe at the beginning, maybe ten years ago, that's what woke meant. Mm-hmm. Was you are at least somewhat aware of like social problems that that are occurring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like shifted and changed. Um, and so there's a point there, right? And and why why is that? And and I do think that they misdiagnose everything. And then the next leap is to put this lens that says it's all because of white supremacy, and which is this whole crazy you know ideology. But, but isn't this the the craziest fucking thing about it? This is just. In my mind, insanity. So, let's just pretend. I'm going to pretend. I do not believe this, but I'm going to pretend that I believe the white supremacy and the white patriarchy is Mm -hmm. the fucking cause of our problems, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then why the fuck would I vote for a guy who is that? Mm -hmm. Joe Biden epitomizes that, right? And everybody on the left voted for exactly what they're against if you mm-hmm. look at but he but he parrots all the things they want to hear right but, so, but this is what i'm saying i mean I, yeah, you're right this Identity is my wise. point is yeah. that p- 
people don't peel back the layers. They they only they look at surface things. They want, because yeah. you made a demon out of um, conservatives or the conservative perspective and tied it to Trump, right? So now you got a demon and you get all of these people who if they stop and thought about their positions and really believed in their positions would not act the way that they're acting on their positions. But they don't believe in their positions. It just becomes this us against them type Team, of you know tribal, perspective. Yeah. And so we can't even then have the real discussion. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but right now, black people in the inner cities aren't going to have the same fucking starting point that some kid who lives On out average. here in Inglewood has. Yeah. Okay, fuck. But if we help them instead of trying to say, well, how do we even that out? How do we bring them up? Because you don't bring them up, you push the other people down. That's what's right. happening, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's like, help them identify you, what their strengths so you try are. So you try to make society a one-weight class, right? Like, right? I, I don't so, think no, no, so. No, 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 I'm saying yeah. like, because then it's like, that's the idea, uh -huh. is like, why, we're, uh, why are we making the, the new champ, the, light, the featherweight guy, fighting Ganu, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are differences and the idea is they we want to remove all the cuz there were legal uh obstructions, right? There were in the past. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh black people weren't allowed to, you know, right. have have a home in certain areas, start a business, all right. kinds of things. Um so the idea was that makes it an unfair thing. So once we remove all those things, then then we're all one weight class and then it's all about technique and and you know, cunning and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so that, and that is a good idea. And, right. and maybe we're there. I, mean, I do, I but do. But you can't. I mean, there's, see, this is the thing. This is the thing with, well, I mean, those are what if the world was perfect arguments. It, it does not exist. There's never been a time in human creation. And I don't think the way that we are designed, there ever will be where there is a quality you you can't have it how would things mm -hmm. function right if there was a quality? And, and we've talked about this yeah. before there's not even equality within groups but who right? wants that mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. but this is what i'm saying I'm, I'm trying to make the, the positive argument that right. and that is what i think what we what america tried to do was to make it as fair as possible Correct. as fair and as then, then then the, then it's a meritocracy or whatever then right. it's like who's ever the uh, good at things they get rewarded right so we tried that that is what the system tries to do which is what's interesting they want to destroy the very thing that kind of like made all this uh fairness possible right, right? Mm. and they wanted to I, I i mean if you this is what i would imagine i've never really understood the level of influence or power that somebody like Joe Rogan has, as again, uh, for instance, who is a really, I think, broad, deep thinker on things. And so if you asked him, I would imagine he would not really change anything that he's done up to that point. I think he would appreciate every struggle and every, you know, like pitfall and every, mm -hmm. you know, mistake and, and those types of things. And so you look at somebody like that who figured it out and became such an influence through their own, you know, hard work is important, but smart, intelligent maneuvering, right? An experience, right? An experience. And so 
you've got these guys like I guess um, Chris Tucker. I guess he's a, not Chris Tucker. Who's a, Chris the, Rock? Chris, one of those guys came from. Um, who's the uh, really popular shorter guy now? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he go into like a lot of inner city neighborhoods? Yeah, he does do a lot of work and teach them about like money. how to right. use yeah. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, financial education. Those. That's the shit that needs to happen, in my opinion. Right. right? Mm-hmm. What he's doing. Somebody who can mm-hmm. relate and not mm-hmm. give them this pie in the sky thing of oh, you, you know, if you do it this way. It, it, you get the starting point, and that's why you're right. Or you have to change culture, and then right. the, the white man's holding you down. Right. I, I just want to add, like, <clears throat> I don't even think a. I don't think we would have a Francis Ngannou if it wasn't for the inequality that he was up against. If you listen to that dude's story, the, the sand, the, yeah, <laughs> coming that's out like of legit Conan. Yeah, it is not once. But right. twice, yeah. and then trying to make his way to America and fight his way, or while well, he just tried to make his way to fighting. But I mean, that dude went up against all the odds, somehow found his way to being the top of, of heavyweights. And then he, like, now he's saying, like, if you go to, back to that town, there's hundreds of guys bigger than him that are built the same, that are just mm-hmm. as athletic, if not more. And now he's going back and he's building an MMA gym there and he's doing exactly what you're talking about is trying to raise up the rest of these people. Show people how to do it. You give them the tools to do it, it's up to them. And and then you got Izzy, who's the middleweight champ, who's also from Africa, also from poverty. Kamara Usman, same same thing. And then Brandon Moreno from one of the most impoverished parts in Tijuana. Uh, And um, who's the lightweight uh, fucking dude from Brazil. Oh, who just uh, who just won? Just won the yeah. belt, yeah. I don't know why I can't think of his name, yeah. but he's also from a very very impoverished part in Brazil. And I mean, for those guys to rise up against all the odds and not just make it to the top of their division in one competition, but to be at the top of the UFC on national Charles Oliveira, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, that's <clears throat> pressure creates diamonds. You know, I mean, that's that's what it is at the end of the day, and if everything's a complete level playing field i think most people wouldn't have the drive we are competition driven that's just the fucking bottom line of it and if we remove all the competition or level the playing field then i don't know I, can, I, can i try the opposite argument yeah. like maybe like it would be those guys are like crazy special you know Genetically gifted, probably intellectually gifted, mm-hmm. gifted. Charles Oliveira was given like months to live at when he was born. Okay, he had, That's he had like yeah. all the they right. doctors told him he wouldn't walk past like That's twelve dope. or thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they that they are also incredibly strong people that overcome yeah. the worst things. That I, I think that's true. Or the um, worst things made them. Yeah, yeah. I, I see that too, and I know? and I think it's true that sometimes advantage is disadvantage, and sometimes disadvantage mm-hmm. is advantage, and all that stuff. But I think just to go for the opposite side again, it's like maybe the you know the the woke lens would be like, but look at the rest of Nigeria mm-hmm. or wherever. You know, those people are like fucked. They would they would say. I mean, again, it's like the first world lens looking at the way other people live and stuff. Sure. Um, so so what, so what about that aspect? Same thing you could say in America. Like we mm-hmm. could make that argument that that black people sure. might be have an advantage because of the the uh, struggle that they have to undergo, 
right? Yep. But it's also fucked up that, I mean, I know maybe there's nothing we could do about it. Uh, maybe it's only well, they can help themselves, but I'm just saying. So like, this is, what I, this is what I would say to that I don't know if argument. I, okay. Is that then do something about it, right? So you've got one Kevin Hart doing that. There's a shitload of people who have there's a lot made of grassroots to mm. a, a Kevin Hart status in their own right mm. that could do that. Yeah. So then more people do that. Show people how to do it. But you can't. Again, you can't be the guy that says. So I'm the the woke guy mm. that we need to create a equality for them. We need to, mm. you know, bring them up because they've had a bad shake. But that's my only contribution. If that's mm-hmm. my only contribution, or I'm to a change, fucking idiot. Because then that view is to then change laws. Correct. To then but that's my have, only contribution um, when there's mm-hmm. Kevin Hart's that are actually going out there and saying, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But not the way that you want to do it. Not by, mm-hmm. you know, giving somebody a false foundation from which to work. Right? Mm-hmm. So then you falsely elevate people who don't have the ability to operate at that playing field, mm-hmm. right? But but then, you know, just to just be devil's advocate, mm-hmm. like the, the there are problems with the meritocracy. Sure. Like I've heard some crazy stats. Uh, Sam Harris had a guy on that was a lot of what he was talking about was that that in America specifically, the meritocracy is and can fail, and it can like it can escalate to just create huge differences between groups again. Sure. Like it could start kind of even like there's an interesting book. I think it's called the great leveling. Like the only time when people are like financially equal is like after an earthquake or a depression or everybody starves. That's the only Uh time people are equal and then things rebound and then maybe meritocracy happens. And then it just, it like rubber bands to, uh, crazy, you know, to the kings having all this gold and outside there's people on the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. It gets to crazy. Uh, so nowadays, like, um, you know, maybe like a middle class family got to send their kids to a pretty nice school and then they'd get a little better. They send their kids to a private school. They get, now they're sent, you know, and then the differences of opportunity of that kid mm-hmm. that went through all those like crazy, you know, 30,000 a semester for fucking second grade, you know, kind of a school is huge difference than the, than the kid that grows up without a dad who, you know, his mom's too busy to help him with homework. You know what I mean? So you get these like huge differences, the amount of opportunity that and maybe that's the thing that America tried to do. Like this one lens that works is to say opportunity rather than money or like mm-hmm. um, class or social status or whatever. So, so there are problems, right? Sure, but that's. And, but how do you change that, right? I right. mean, there's no solution to changing that because the only solution to that problem was living in a tribe, was living in a group of 150 people or less or whatever they say is that maximum size that's sustainable to work off of. Right. So then we're all relatively equal. We all contribute, but we don't live like that anymore. And, and even in so, that culture, right, wasn't there the best hunter? Sure. There was, and he, yeah. he got the most food and, and he was like, maybe he was generous and he gave food to other people, but everybody knows. Right. Leader that just slept with all the women. Yes. You know, and sure. yeah, there, so there was that, right? There's yeah. always <laughs> been that. So is right. that unfair? Yes. <laughs> it is unfair. Yes, but, to the point but but that's like life, you know. Don't like, want right? it to exist. No, no, definitely yeah, not. So but I do think it's unfair. So yeah, and then that's a good point. Like, how much of it is people just wanting to be like, can't we make life fair? 
you know, and, and maybe we can't, or maybe we can try and we can develop things that like it, help. It is though, right? Mm-hmm. This is the thing. What this is? is life is fair life and it's is unfair. Fair. Remember we talked about this a couple, <laughs> a, a couple weeks ago or a few where we, you know, we were talking about having two opposite opinions or positions on the same subject at the same time. Mm. Life mm-hmm. is unfair when we look at it just from that as angle. it is, okay. from that angle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unfair. Well, yeah, fuck. I can't just walk up and beat a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. I'm fucking strong for my size, but not against a 250 plus. That sucks. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I couldn't, mm-hmm. but it's unfair. It's unfair. And then, yeah. So oh, go ahead. then we've got to look at, we got to peel back some layers and say, okay, well, what's, what is fair? What's fair is that. I got opportunities. I've got a mind and a body. So I can think, I can come up with a strategy. I can come up, you know, with solutions to this problem. And so maybe my tools that I've got aren't going to be like, I'm going to face this fucking heavyweight head on. Like a heavyweight. Right. Mm -hmm. So I start to create scenarios and they might be small Mm -hmm. where I can win. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's still so a scenario. Right. There's you're, still you're an right. opportunity. That, that is a pretty awesome lens. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about the the jujitsu lens, and like teaching chicks, and how it's unfair against dudes, especially a big guy. And and so like, what do you say to them? Like, what's so life is it is unfair. It is unfair. And, right? and, and so what do you think do about this in jujitsu when we start out on the mat? Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, I give. So you and Anna are going, and I give her the back where it's not like. She gets the back and start where she's snagging the back, right? If it's not something like that, then it's an unfair advantage because it's starting from already on the ground where she might have an advantage of how the fight gets to the ground, right? Mm. Or not even Mm. getting to the ground in the first place. But then when it starts from a stopped position, she's already going to be at a disadvantage if you put grips on. Right, because now mm-hmm. she's got to break grips that are already established versus breaking grips as mm-hmm. they're being applied. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's a lot of ways. Just on the mat, when we touch hands, you're started at a disadvantage. Yep. Right off the bat, okay. Well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But that's where you're gonna. So have what does to start that mean? Like, what, what do you? What's the meaning inside so, of that? You know? So we like, were talking about this in class the other day, and it was um, kind of a little. Uh, game that I was playing as far as seeing how people would operate in a really short amount of time but before that we had worked in some longer periods okay and so we did it where they were we, we did this kind of flow sequence and then the clock starts and you've got a minute to fight from that type of position right or uh, we were doing breaking down in the guard and then sweeps or submissions kind of separate and then we linked it all together but only a minute to make one of those happen right mm. and so what was happening a lot was people were fighting that one minute like they were in a five minute match so slowly maneuvering themselves into position locking things down trying to keep heavy pressure and so when what I did was then I put all the girls against the guys and had the girls being in guard were the guys, they couldn't pass the guard, but they were just trying to prevent being swept, being broken down or being submitted, okay? And so again, what was happening 
in a larger part was the slow and methodical, you know, control pin and then start to peel something apart. And so what I was saying is like afterwards, there's probably none of you guys that would be able to peel me apart in a minute, right? It, so first of all, we got to look at the confines of which we're in and start to formulate our strategies. So, you know, a, a, a male to a female is just going to have that much more strength. And if they're already starting closed up, they're not really exposed. And so if you're slowly moving in on a non-exposed, you know, limb, it's going to be a hard fight just to get it out in the first place. Second, you're, you're already going to be confined by the time. And so when you look at those confinements that you're in, you can start to create opportunities. In my opinion, a better a approach to that would have been to knock them off balance. Because if you knock somebody off balance, what are they going to do? They're going to open up. Now they open up, so they're either falling, which gives you an attack opportunity or sweep opportunity, or getting out, shucking the head, doing something like that, yeah. where you can create some space or you can close it up and have some momentum. So nice. So, so what I'm hearing then is like, there's a disadvantage, it's unfair, right? And so they have to use strategy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and make opportunity or mm -hmm. Cre create opportunity. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then maybe technique as well would be, you know. Well, uh, and for women, especially mm -hmm. on guys, they got to be laser. You, you know, we, mm. can, we can pretend and we can play the game and that's fine, you know, right. um, and, and you can get stuff. But if we're going to go hard, they have to be laser. Their their attacks have to be mm -hmm. precise, mm -hmm. as if that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so it's harder. It's not fair. It's not fair that for you to submit me, if you're not precise, it's not gonna fucking mm -hmm. happen. So how about the, what does that make you like? What do you think about that? Like <laughs> well, this whole conversation. No. We all have to live with the fact that we're going to die. Yeah. So that's not fair. So if that exists, then... Well, that's the one most fair thing, though, <laughs> is that we're all going to die. Right. Nice. So here, nice. here comes the same concept that's we've been right. talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, it's fair and unfair at the same time. Honestly, yeah, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. I don't like feeling at a disadvantage in any situation. Because mm -hmm. um, you get competitive. You want to win. I definitely get right. competitive. Uh -huh on the mat right mm. although probably sometimes not enough <laughs> uh -huh. right. but that's because i try to be <laughs> yeah you you know <laughs> my knee and push it so anyway um tried to punch her in the knee with your nuts <laughs> you know if there is resistance and you move the resistance to where there isn't something blocking it, it it'll find fault. something that will block it yeah, so anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> once again what do I think I think life is unfair and life is fair like we're alive and that's fair do you think that because you are always rolling with a lot of guys that that makes you better than maybe the guy that only rolls around with guys his size or something like do you yeah. think it's an like? Does it give you an advantage over time? For sure, I think so. I think mm -hmm. exposing yourself to different environments, creating. So the one thing I liked earlier when you guys were saying, uh, create the environment for opportunity. Basically, it's. I mean, we try to do that in jujitsu, 
But I was thinking of plants. You know, if you want to grow a specific plant, you're not just going to grow it anywhere. You're going to mm. give it the water it needs. You're going to give it's it the really light it needs. It's a really good analogy. And they compete. The and some out compete. Like yeah. when a plant gets bigger than another plant, like all the trees in the rainforest, that means nothing grows on the ground because they like take everything. And so for a new tr- tree to grow is like almost impossible. Yeah. I'm sorry. So no, that's what I yeah. was thinking about. And it's just mm-hmm. interesting that you can create an environment. You can move yourself about that environment, you know. Or What about, um, do you think that rolling with guys and like what's the difference with then you roll with a girl does that you know what i'm saying like do you think like uh that you're kind of are you ever like glad about it like I, that you get to roll with more dudes just because you see how much better you are with a chick is I, that like do you yeah, think about I mean, that i feel like that would be natural to if if you don't feel like if you don't beat yourself up all the time about not maybe doing what you wanted to do when rolling with a guy um, then you can learn to appreciate that struggle. And sure, rolling with some... But some girls that I roll with, they're pretty freaking tough, so... Yeah, 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 they're good, too. <laughs> uh, what about the fact that... What about this? Like, what about... I heard, I think Joe Rogan say once, that it's can be better for maybe a purple belt to work on a blue belt Mm -hmm. because then he gets to get things Mm -hmm. and then you get to finish things whereas if you're always rolling a black belts your defense most of the time so maybe is that similar like a girl's like you're defending a lot of the time Mm -hmm. so you're getting really good at that but maybe you're not getting as good at Mm -hmm. um attacks or some yep. other aspects yeah, yeah. yeah it's so like having a training partner for different aspects mm-hmm. so we, we were talking about this yesterday and um so what i was saying is that and again i was talking to um you know like a, a female's approach um to this and so th- there's kind of this this tough place in the regards that unless you're going to compete right then the reality of your grappling, I think, at least, has to be a little bit different. So if you're going to compete against, you know, a female in your, you know, weight class and your skill class, well, I think there's many more opportunities in which you can approach that, um, you know, that level of training and how you're going to prepare for that and the type of grappling that you're doing. But if you said that still in the back of your mind it's a... a for a foundation of real fighting without the confines that might be in a tournament, um, which means that you'd probably be going against a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to think of, in my mind, when I'm training, is I'm training against somebody that's better than me and stronger than me. So I put you know, the physical side as well as the mental side in there. So if you're training and you're trying to catch arm bars on me, and going back to what we're talking about, and I think that that's absolutely true, is that you want to practice those on lesser opponents. Because with me, you might recognize the position, right? But you can't really get to it. You recognize it. You see that's the, op- the opening, the opportunity. But then you're working on somebody else at your skill level or maybe a little bit less. And you're able to not only see it but get to it right and then start to finish it and you want to get that down regularly and so that's what you know essentially he's saying is that purple belts going into blue belts it's a great way to capture it 
But mm -hmm. here's where the mistakes I think happen, right? Is that oftentimes the person who's practicing catching those techniques, and this is, this is what I was saying yesterday, is that you're practicing catching those techniques on somebody your size, your skill level, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's how you're entering into those. And that's how you're catching them. So if, you know, one of your training partners can physically move you, they might physically move you and start to, you know, to smash that arm open. So that, that move that was working for correct. you, now you change. Correct. Uh, and so this is where I think a lot of times when we, when we do a technique, this is where I think a lot of errors in techniques are, is that um, when people are teaching them, they're teaching them from the static position, right? You need to do the static position to understand the mechanics at the first. But what I always like to do is try to recreate the weight shifts, right? The off balancing that's gonna occur in that move to make that move happen because that gives you then the logical weight progressions right. coming up, yeah. right? A lot of times we think we do a sweep and we're gonna shoot up and get our knees under the armpits and the arms are gonna be up here because we train with a loose training partner who doesn't give us not resistance, but the appropriate amount of you know body tension for that mm -hmm. particular scenario. And so um, going back, if you're practicing to get higher belts, which I think that that's what you should always be practicing for, you got to practice how you would practice on them on the person who's, you know, you're the person that you can submit a lot with. So you have to keep it thinking that this person's bigger, correct. that this you person's play more, it like that. right? Mm -hmm. You have to play it that way. And you can't, and not be so happy when you get a submission because you know, it was like sloppy and a stronger person would have. <clears throat> right. And you might've used your, you might've used your like physical assets to get you right. there. And or I you might've used your, you know, just your skill mm -hmm. to get mm -hmm. you there. But mm -hmm. you got to be able to lose that a little bit. A little you, bit. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. again, I've got to make to that too. blue belt who mm -hmm. I'm training against, I got to make them a purple belt. Right. So what does that mean? That I've got to like bring my stuff down mm -hmm. a little Have bit. A little more space. Right. Them to so move. that, mm -hmm. So right. that those levels can move up. But it, again, if that's you just ace it mm -hmm. And that's time, what's interesting about mm -hmm. rolling with the girl is you do learn how to do that. Because you immediately notice that you could take the arm. Yep. And then what kind of practice? I'm not learning anything at that point. Right. So you do learn or you attempt. Well, and, some people And I'm do. still trying. Okay, <laughs> really? Know, okay. I mean, I've trained uh, with a lot of people for a long time. And, mm, you know, huh. some people look at it like, you, you know, did you ever see that Seinfeld episode where Kramer, like... Um, does karate or taekwondo or something right and so he kicks the shit out of this little kid <laughs> and right. he's like we're all equal here right, yeah, right? Yeah. some people think that like i've seen really small girls getting smashed by big fucking dudes mm -hmm. i had a friend who was training at another gym and uh she had trained with me for a while and she was older too she was like um you know when this happened probably in her you know, like later forties. So, um, she was in a kneeling position, right? This guy like drug her and took her back and she 
was kind of forward like this and he ripped her straight back so her feet were underneath her and he pulls her straight back dude tore out the, the ligaments knees. in both no in the tops of her feet like they were oh, just man. like shredded and proceeded to choke her right, right just right. Whoo, right. slamming right. it on and it's right. like well, how about this? How about if we could bring it back yeah. some, which is what, you know, what would be maybe most interesting is to like see that this whole concept we've been talking yeah. about uh, as a lens and if that makes sense in, in other places, you know, like, so for instance, if, if you try to make that person a higher belt or make you a lesser belt mm-hmm. to, cause then you, and remove strength from as much as you can, the scenario, mm-hmm. you try to remove those things. So then you could focus on, let's say technique. It's an easy way to put it with jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, leveling in a way, well, right? I mean, um, and not, not in a bad way. It's, it's not like you, cause, cause what it's doing mm-hmm. though, is it's filtering out um, the things that you can't get any better at, let's say. Like, maybe you can work out and get stronger, but, you know, some 300-pound guy just has this huge advantage on me. So when when he trains so that I can train with him and we can both learn something, we're, like, filtering out that stuff that we can't do anything about. Or it is some sort of... Fa- it's making it fair. It's a game. We're gamifying well, things. Well, right? no. Okay. Here's right. why. What's that? What's that? Right? <laughs> because I'm doing it to make uh-huh. myself better. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it necessarily yeah. for your advantage. No, no, I'm not saying that. Right. Uh, but so then at that point, you're, it's, mm. it, it, it might look, it might appear that it's so I'm you leveling can, it, it's at, so you it can, out. It's so you can extract technique out of the situation. Yes, so I can, Rather than just like gaining points uh-huh. on like smashing people, right. you can actually learn something. Uh-huh. So that process of like filtering out that stuff mm-hmm. allows you to learn technique. Correct. So it is making things... Well, well, you see my I, point? I, are you? I, I do, but, but this is what I would say, though. Like, bringing people up to a level playing field, yeah. right, together, is not something that I would want to do if, let's say, there's the three of us, right? Or four of us, I'm sorry, the three of you guys <laughs> with me. And we're, you know, there's a, a millionaire who says, here's a million dollars, okay? And we're going to play a game. Right? So this is the fucking life game. But we get to start from different places or we get to start from an even place. And I'm not talking like malicious, like I'm a a greedy motherfucker. I'm just talking the reality of the game. Well, I absolutely would want things that would be in my favor. I would want, ooh, man, this first start is a hard fucking start. It's the steep hill. I've been fucking running mountains a lot lately. Fuck, great. That's in my favor. That automatically changes the playing field. I would want that. I wouldn't want it to be like, well, Justin, we're doing this obstacle course. What's, what's the way that you best get into the run? Mm-hmm. And you say, well, you know, I start out with a nice rolling hill. I like to yeah. run through some shade and get my heart rate up a little bit. Right. Get my stride open. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that if there's mm-hmm. an opportunity for advancement because for me, my strength is, well, what I worked my fucking ass off was for that hard okay. fucking push. And then I can maintain afterwards. But maybe what gets me is the the long strides. Maybe I don't fucking do well in that. Well, I don't mm. want <laughs> to give you the advantage. Right. Right. Because you so, want to win. Because I want to win. I want to. Okay. Does that doesn't mean that I want to corrupt the game so that you can't play it. Right. 
I'm just saying, if there's, if we're being strategic, we're saying, yeah, well, I don't want that disadvantage. I don't, for me, man, I thought that what all of my friends were doing was a huge disadvantage for me. And I went a different route. I mean, I went into the army because I looked at that and I was like, that's a huge disadvantage. And that's what people would call an advantage. They would be like, well, most of my friends went to college. They lived with their parents for a while or their parents helped them go to college or they paid for college and they went off to college. And most of them, most of my friends, most people that I know um, that did that are not in jobs that they really want to be. They're not in career paths that they're like, this is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's my point. So my point is, how do we give value to these starting points? Because mm -hmm. to me, that starting point sucked fucking mm -hmm. ass. I would okay. probably be wearing mm -hmm. a suit right now mm -hmm. and hating my life. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, legitimately. But I don't have to wear a tie ever because... I went a different route that a lot of people would say, well, that's the only route that these poor people have is to go that way. And that's not the same opportunity as being in middle class, going to college right. and having your parents to fall back onto and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? So then where is the where is the start? Because if I would have started there, where is the start? I'd be yeah. fucking I'd be behind mm -hmm. everybody. I'd be that person mm -hmm. probably who didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I've never been that person, you know, um, luckily mm -hmm. by going through hardships and, you know, I got in trouble. There was a few things that just worked against me for a couple mm -hmm. that was like, it's interesting too, me. how, mm -hmm. like if I had just thought of myself, I, I tend, I just, I just naturally see the world as unfair. And then anything that I'm not good at is, something I could improve or I couldn't or it's just like it's on me mm -hmm. um, even though like maybe you could say I'm privileged or whatever um, so but I, I never look at it that way I never look at it like oh other people should these guitarists that are like badass and better than me they should have a finger taken off <laughs> you know what I mean like you know that's not the thought the thought is you know, either I got to practice more, I got to take this more serious, I got to do something. The yeah. thoughts on... Figure out what they mm -hmm. did, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it, and that's the thing that people think a lot. And I, we had this discussion. I don't know if we talked about it on um, the podcast or not. But when I was asking about a lame group that's made it really popular, mm -hmm. right? And so there's plenty, right? I'm sure from a musical standpoint, you guys could look at and say, well, they're not very skilled at music mm -hmm. but they're just master marketers or they just know how to sell themselves or they just right. have a presence or they got a gimmick or mm -hmm. whatever and so they have something you know or a lot of things this goes back to you don't have to compare yourself on what someone else has got and done to achieve that level you can get creative and say okay well, I'm not that good of a fucking musician. I mean, a lot of people said that about Kiss, like that mm -hmm. technically they weren't very, you mm -hmm. know, good musicians in that regard, but they were brilliant in creating an image and uh, characters right. and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I think Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley, one of them even said that in an interview was like, yeah, well, we recognized what 
yeah. our abilities were. Right. And, mm-hmm. So that is know. interesting. Like the whole idea of fair or of advantage versus disadvantage it is a dualizing thing because if you take a musician, just since we're on that, or a jujitsu player, there's so many factors, right? To say that just because someone's bigger, they have the advantage is a really simplified view. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could say that to say that about anything, to say that someone has more money is a simplified view. Um, but again, it just, you know, that it, it comes up in my head to just the person that's like arguing with that mm-hmm. is like that, you know, society is just like so unfair that people start so far down, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wouldn't know how to solve that. Right. Except to, again, try to like, that, that's what I was saying about the, um, when, when you work with someone smaller mm-hmm. than you. And, and you can still learn technique if you play it, if you play it right, right? Because you're, you're taking out the good parts of that, right? You somehow, um, you know, uh, su- sucking out what you can learn out of that situation. How many right? people do you think can do that well? Maybe, right. I don't know how many, but Probably. I think successful mm-hmm. people can. So maybe right. yeah. sometimes it's good to go to the lowest common denominator, and then sometimes it's not. Mm, what do you mean by that? Well, leveling a playing field, you're bringing it down to something common where you can Ooh, both yeah, yeah, yeah. work. So wouldn't that look- be like a common... Yeah, you're looking at the group rather than the individual. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Did, did I? Well, okay. I mean, just like bringing your... Uh, lowering your skill level or mm, mm, uh, making mm, it fair is right, right, kind right. of like Maybe not taking even lowering everything your down. skill level, but just tra- changing your strategy, right? Just giving to, them an advantage. Well, you yeah, could say and I you just, start in I'm, the top. And I don't mean mm-hmm. just in jujitsu when mm-hmm. I'm saying this. Mm-hmm. I mean kind of everything. Mm-hmm. So I say lowering because sometimes I see some of these things as levels or like checkpoints. It doesn't have to go up or down necessarily, but it's just, mm-hmm. you know, progression. I think that makes sense. I think high and up, high, low and up. But like, makes for sense. example, up and down. if I'm sharing a squat bar with someone who's just a little shorter than I am, I'm going to put it at the level where they can reach it because I can, you Adjust. know, start at a lower point because, mm-hmm. you know, I can reach that either way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, Mm-hmm. then, you know, I don't know if we can apply that to everything. Right. So, so, could, so could we take the lens of, like, the jiu-jitsu thing where um, a, a girl will learn something that a really strong guy will have a hard time learning? If mm-hmm. he's so strong that he can just take things even from guys, what's going to give him the incentive to not do that? Overall, like it, you, there are well, ways to train yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. but, but, but let me just try to yeah. let me try to outline this lens. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm doing it too long-winded. There's some advantage to that. Yeah, there's right? a huge advantage. Um, so the disadvantage is an advantage, right? Because it's forcing you to learn so much more, right? Let's just say the strength thing. If we just uh, use that one. Okay. So if you if you lack the strength, you need technique. Right. Right. So how you, or you need something. Mm-hmm. You, right. You need something mm-hmm. that's going to fill that void. And then I also like the one about making your own opportunity or creating opportunity. Right. right. So so can you use that same lens for society? I think so. I think mm-hmm. you just need. So when I was asking you, how many people do you think can do that? Well, those mm-hmm. are typically the instructors. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are the people that can go in and bring the level down and mm. make it a level that someone else can work at and 
make it so that that person can be successful and develop skills or make it so that they can be successful and mm. develop skills. Like I might be working with you one day and we're rolling and I'm working with you so that you can get things. And there might be another day when I'm like, no, I'm not gonna let him get anything, but I'm also not gonna fight him like I'm gonna fight Ryan or somebody. I'm gonna smash him and, and do this, but I'm gonna play it so that I'm trying to get something out of it and, and work and he still gets something out of it. And that might be just a psychological you know, type of thing, a lesson to say, hey man, look, I know I'm smashing you, but what I'm trying to get you used to is getting smashed because I'm not a very heavy guy and I'm not a very heavy pressure guy, right? So if you can deal with that and you get used to that, then you got the ability to, to deal with it on another level. But you're going to get something out of it. And those, in my mind, is like what somebody like Kevin Hart is doing, right? You're going in, you're helping people, you're showing them how they can do things to make it work for them. You're not giving right, them so anything. I saw right? that. I saw that one when you said um, you were like you create an environment to like test things out, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's kind of what like a school is, or I would think like a financial education thing like that. You like isolate things and you play with money that doesn't exist, mm -hmm. and you kind of like play imagination, right. play things. You you reduce things to just like a, a certain skills that you can work on one at a time. Yeah. Um, and that's that's another similar one. And that's what I see is such a failure with public education. And mm -hmm. so these kids, one, they've got, especially in these inner cities, right? They've got an education system that is completely out of touch with them. So it, it's like, how are you even going to find their interests, let alone have the ability to help them develop off of what their skill sets are, what their assets are? You get somebody, again, like what Kevin Hart's doing and some of these other guys that are actually teaching people how to operate in the world. And that becomes another avenue. I'm not saying that one is the right solution, but you put those solutions out there and you make them available. And I think that's the level playing field. You, you know what I'm saying? I think mm. those are the types of levelers because then everybody has some level of access to a foothold, right? It doesn't mean that you get the access to everything that you want. You might have to just get a foothold in and now you gotta be in that area for a while until you can find the next opening, right? You get the next opening. I mean, you might be getting smashed by me for the next six months, but if you don't quit, I guarantee it's not gonna be seven months, you, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be like, okay, fuck, I'm not getting smashed anymore. You might not be winning, but then how long does that go, right? Oh, a few more months later, all of a sudden you're escaping and reversing. And then a few months later, all of a sudden, well, I'm catching stuff, right? And if we look at taking these steps of progression rather than, you know, we see where we think things should be and automatically mm -hmm. trying to level up to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's so many things that are positive about growing up in the middle class, but there's so many things that are positive about at least what I saw from people who came through a lot more struggle than what I came through. And you're like, fuck, I would trade, I'd trade you some of these for some of those, right? Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I just think it's such a weak-minded position 
to think that we should all be on this starting point. Well, it's just like impossible, right? It's impossible, it just and, a, it's, right. and that's what I'm saying. And we can do our best, and I, but you can do things in society again, and we have to try to at least take out like legal obstructions and things, right? Like there is, well, there is some like we're all playing kind a game. Of, but but mm-hmm. look at like LeBron James and guys like that, right. NBA players, and or, all like, of these kind super of guys. Super hot chick models. They, there's so many like. But they're endorsed a lot of times by because <laughs> You know like, what I'm saying? Privilege. Did you guys see that um, Ronaldo? Uh, what's his name? Yeah, He's right. I think a Spanish soccer player. I mean, so or Spanish football player. Right. Um, massive star around the world. And mm-hmm. so he's sponsored by Coke. Yeah, right? I heard something about that. Yeah, this, and yeah. so he's on, you know, like giving a um, interview, mm-hmm. and he shakes his head because oh, there's yeah, Coke, he and the he moves bottle. him off to the side, and he puts water, that. and you know, he's like Coke is poison. Yeah, and so they said something, right? But, yeah. So, so <laughs> going that, back, yeah. going back to these fucking players like LeBron James and these guys who are acting so fucking in support of you know. Uh, the persecuted black man. It's like, but there's Coca-Cola commercials and all of those types of things that affect these communities. Well, one of the big problems with inner city communities is the fucking food that they eat, right? If people don't think that that's like one of the main things, that creates how you feel and how you think, right? So those are starting points. And these guys aren't doing things to change that mm-hmm. they're not doing i know a guy in, to, time, to in town with, that that's his like main focus he yeah, calls himself uh, he calls himself the og gardener uh-huh. i think um, i've heard of that guy. yeah um yeah here? Um, yeah here uh-huh yeah teaches people how to put how to garden on those little eavesments yeah yeah all, between, all kinds uh, of things and he's he's like a hip-hop artist too so yeah. etef etef he, yeah do you, what's you know, it, what's etef you know him no but i i okay. know another guy uh-huh. that uh raps as cervantes a lot and he he dresses like a teacher, like he puts on a suit and wears these goofy ass glasses. Okay, no, not like and that. All, all okay. of his songs are about like like how to build yourself up from poverty, essentially. Okay, yeah, he does uh, have this dude does have songs like literally about like gardening and stuff, and he does do that kind of stuff too. He does all kinds of, you know, work with kids and you know inner city stuff. Yeah, he, that's his his deal. So there are people like that, and mm-hmm. that is. OG Gardener? Yeah, uh-huh, pretty sure. Is he on Instagram? I think so, yeah. (laughs) But I think when you have these types of dudes like him and people who are trying to teach financial literacy, Mm -hmm. those are the things that you push. I mean, again, this is just my opinion. You got somebody like LeBron James with the platform that he's got. Instead of pushing this fucking racism thing, he could be saying, hey, guys, my team has investigated this we put up a website this is where you can get help these programs are going around in your neighborhoods we've done chicago we've done la we've done and teach people how to find where these programs exist kevin hart's doing a fucking seminar in whatever and we're going to promote the hell out of it and we're going to you know what i'm saying so that mm-hmm. one, you let people know that there's things out there. Two, you get more people involved in doing those. Mm-hmm. And then you give people the tools to help themselves. Mm-hmm. If people don't want to help themselves, I mean, the world needs victims. It does. It, it can't be equal. I mean, wildlife. There's fucking, look at wildlife videos, right? Mm-hmm. It sucks to see. Mm-hmm. It sucks to see when mm-hmm. that fucking... 
you know, gazelle just get boom, taken down yeah. by a leopard. I, I like how, um, what's the, um, Jordan talks about it, the principle, the Purdue principle, the, it's like that thing that, um, like with the rainforest, like the trees, mm -hmm. like at some point, only a few trees get all the resources. Right. At some point, only a few songs on, on, on Spotify get all the listens. It's like there's this thing happens that it like snowballs um, and only, you know, that those those gaps happen, those huge gaps. You got, you know, however many bands on top and you got thousands that no one's ever heard of. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is some natural like like stars. It's like a thing with stars. Right. How they like suck up space. And then there's only like one there. Right. There's it's like this principle that like is in nature, this you know, and maybe you could think of it as negative as victim and, and um, you know, whatever, uh, predator. Um, right. or, or it's just like a principle of how things work, yeah, right? Hierarchy law, mm -hmm. just yeah, how okay. things are going to fall in order. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the, the thing that we have, at least here mm. in America, and this is what blows me away by people who don't like this country. And sure, there's things that need to be changed, but it's Predo distribution. Sorry. The Predo distribution. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. What yeah. was that guy? He was an Italian dude. Is that right? Uh -huh. Okay. Predo. Was that his name? Yeah, I think so. Predo distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Your people. My people. <laughs> what was it? Like 80, 80, 20? What was it? I don't remember. Do you remember the actual number of it? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's pretty... It's a big difference. Interesting. Like mm -hmm. 80% of the work that you do mm. like or, or what do they say 20% of the work that you do brings in 80% of the uh, like oh, in business that. like Vaguely. yeah hmm. you know you know like the the profit okay the income, right right and 80% uh -huh. of the work that you do you know it's brings just like yeah not much it's uh -huh. kind of like a waste of time uh -huh. or it's exactly like, uh -huh. so yeah, yeah so all of us spending thousands of hours on one single thing we're wasting our time well I don't know if that's I think what they're saying is you got to find the effective places to put your time right and most of the time we want to fuck off and do mm -hmm. and we think things that we do makes a difference when right. it doesn't we right. organize the, the file cabinet said, or whatever. like a few episodes ago uh if like we're we're always procrastinating so everything that we're doing mm. is procrastinating right. for something else yeah it was uh, that acedia um that is like the main sin is like we're always distraction everything's a distraction so everything um we're always distracted from we, what we know we should be doing i think that that's the idea so even work can be a distraction from work because right. you work on this thing that you don't need to be working on or whatever. Right. Or you work uh, on the part that's more fun. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do that yeah. a lot. Mm. So what do you guys think of the... Um, did we get to the what we thought about the transgender lady mm. in the Olympics? I think it's fucking bonkers. And uh, <laughs> I, I'll just say, like, teach their own, but... Absolutely, like we we need to look at this in a logical sense, and uh, I mean Fallon Fox is the number one prime example of where things go wrong, right? We got we got a guy that transitions into being a woman, enters into MMA, has one fight in the UFC, brutally fucking 
beats did, the shit out of this woman. Did fight in the UFC or one she? fight, yeah. and then when they get, but managed to go under the radar as oh. a woman, yeah. and then the UFC found out and got rid of him. Mm. And, uh, and then he eventually got beat by a girl, right? He's in some other MMA league now, mm. and 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 then broke a woman's skull in a fucking mm. match. And uh, I mean, there's a clear physical difference, you know, going on. And if we're gonna you, you can't just look at that as some isolated incident and think that every other sport's going to be different. But what blows my mind is, like, I think it, it's, it, it can be acceptable on, on you know, a case-by-case basis of whatever, if they want to allow it in certain tennis organizations or basketball or something like that, like, that's harmless. Like, nobody's getting hurt. But, but to me, when we're talking about the Olympics, the highest level of competition, I don't, I don't think it matters what what the sport is or what the event it's, is it 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 just shouldn't be especially weightlifting is it I possible mean, that it could be like a revealing moment you know what i mean like what if he like maybe, dominates yeah. all of them yeah like, maybe this what is the, part the where people you know, fucking go, i, I oh, actually shit. doubt that that's the case then yeah. it's just gonna get everybody mad transphobes they get all mad at anybody all the other girls that are like what what's what this is fucked up you know they're gonna get i mean you're a trainer you you're see a, uh, this person next to other women yeah it is insane uh, wow there's that um swedish biker i think i think but that made a transition and i don't think she's in the olympics or anything but um, she was seated next to like three other cyclists, female cyclists, mm-hmm. and it was <laughs> like ridiculous. It's like Tim and Ilya <laughs> sitting next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Tim's got a wig on. <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, yeah. it was so bad. And that's uh, how this gal mm-hmm. is. I mm-hmm. mean, would you? So let's say there's influence on the line, whatever that is. Maybe it's a scholarship. Maybe it's. Um, you know, maybe you step into professional sports, um, whatever, and you were competing for for that type of a prize. Would you feel like it was um, would be fair or unfair if you were competing against Jordan with a wig on? The <laughs> <laughs> wig. I'll tuck it back. And, and it's not like you know. Um, it's not like darts or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like a legit physical sport. It's like... Um, Triathlon. Well, <laughs> I see, I think a chick could probably do, do pretty okay. good in a triathlon. Okay. So you're compare talking about those. physical Yeah, let's say it's a... Um, what if it's jiu-jitsu? An actual fight. Why not just say jiu-jitsu? Well, because yeah. in well, jiu-jitsu... I think she thinks that she's... Fucking gonna choke his ass out. So, <laughs> I wanna. Do you think yeah, I, I better would? Better weightlifting, weightlifting, man. Keep it <laughs> there. Right? Why would you say I wouldn't? Oh, you're right. I did say you wouldn't. No, but you yeah, did say yeah, yeah. she thinks right. that as if uh, she I'm, thinks too yeah, much. Yeah, that's not what I was saying. Is, is, there, is there any kind of. Con- I'm just saying. <laughs> She is there any kind of contradiction in saying that before we're talking about nothing's fair uh-huh. and now we're saying, oh, it's not fair for a guy to enter in? female olympics uh, so my response to you though is yeah it would be unfair (laughs) yeah and would i still try yeah i would sure because either way what if it's weightlifting 
and I wasn't weightlifting. I don't know. I know it's not the same thing, but I'm just saying I know I'm putting myself in that well, what environment. If, what if he won, and then you're there with the, the silver and the bronze medalist? But if there's would something... Would there be any, like... But what I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> is that there's something on the line that's very important for you to have, right? So if there's something on the line, I, I get it. If it's just, like, co-ed sports, well, who gives a fuck? Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But if there's something that's important for you to have... Mm. And there's that, I don't know, because like, like we could say Jack, because Jack is scholarship to Juilliard. Like more, mm. you know, um, technical. He's been doing jujitsu longer. So you look at Jack, all of a sudden, you're like, that's a harder it is. deal, right? And so I guess that's what I would be, you know, thinking is that if it's a prize that you are after or a, a goal that you can attain or something that it might be a little bit more it would matter it would be just yeah unfair if yeah. it's unfair but if I it's mean, but isn't that how life in, is in general though like there's always things we want to go for you wouldn't yeah. be so this, you wouldn't is, a be good, this, this is, is a good, good argument and then <laughs> there's that. always it's fair and unfair that's yeah. unfair yeah. well how do you do you try your best to maneuver and learn well, and grow sure so, so why why are there why are there female groups in the first place then yeah why are there female male sports in the first place like why not just <laughs> get rid of it Right. Like you mean putting them together? Yeah, let's just go co-ed, and then the girls will never get a gold medal. Because we'll see that. Right? That's what I think is going to start it's to happen. Not the same. Right. Mm. It's interesting. It's the reality, like, what am I going to say? No, women are stronger than men. It's men have physical strength. Period. They have mm. a different body. What am I going to do? Change right. that? Yeah. I, um, it seems to go against all the feminist like principles of quality yeah. and everything and then it does I, I yeah. mean mm-hmm. but it but it also seems like what they're arguing for is that they should be allowed into these arenas at points because they're saying women are equal it's to what's men so bizarre about this woke movement is like yes is no and no is yes yeah. and up is down and down is up we and don't like again men, but you know we're trying to be more like men i know you can there's have no such thing as man we don't have any real men anymore but yeah. you know and i think you can we, we kind of started this by saying you can have two positions on the same mm-hmm. topic at the same time but some of these things are just like mm-hmm. you're like man okay i i don't understand how you can say the man's been holding you down but now the man is going to win your sports and you're going to like <laughs> you're yeah. gonna cheer it as a breaking the glass ceiling. Maybe what these people need. I, you know, I think it like, is. Uh, like what you were saying earlier. Mm, to to see right? something, to like have it reveal something. I I also have a somewhat of a conspiratorial angle on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like you hear so much about um, uh, women uh, or or men, you know, transitioning to women and going into fem- feminine female sports at like young ages. Mm-hmm. Right, like a lot of high school, a lot of college. Like, it's there's a lot of that mm-hmm. happening right now that you don't hear as much about as like the Olympic mm-hmm. person. Um, and uh, that whole ideology is an activist ideology. They mm-hmm. teach people to like be activists. Yeah. So a lot of times these things are for the activism. Like, I've I've heard, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people are more interested in the activism than the sport, even. Right. It's like that because, you know, when I try to think about it in my mind, like that would you're putting yourself through a lot of like strife if you're that trans person 
and then you're winning all these things and your whole team is our girls you know some of them are pissed if not some majority right you know what i mean you're you're somehow you know i i would think there's a lot that you would deal with for that so it is conspiratorial you know what i mean because you know who knows if things are like that but i do suspect that there's a part of this whole ideology that infiltrates schools and companies and you know and it uh you know, someone gets canceled at a place and then, oh, they got to do the diversity inclusion training. Mm-hmm. And then that thing stays in there. And now the HR department yeah. has a diversity section. Right. It's, and then that and eventually people are getting fired. You know what I mean? So it is yes. this like pernicious thing that enters into places and on purpose. Like if you read some of the papers from these guys in the 60s there's uh, in china they had that thing the slow march through the institutions Mm -hmm. which was to say we'll educate all the kids to then when they grow up they'll be in the institutions they'll have the programming they'll change the institutions from the bottom up or whatever or from inside out um and i think the sports stuff is similar yeah you know it's it's more of an activist thing Hmm? What voids is that feeling? For people that have the ideology, or what do you mean? Because you, you were saying the ideology kind of seeps into. Mm-hmm. Well, for it to seep into, there has to be some sort of space for it to go. Well, I think just because, like, that's how a company works or a government is like young people, old people retire and young people come in. And maybe there is some healthy, I, I think there is a healthy amount of newness that has to come into things for mm-hmm. it to stay alive. Otherwise, it becomes tyrannical and dies and gets all crusty. But if if all the the people that are coming in are, uh, you know, uh, infected with an ideology, that ideology will spread, you know, and especially if those people get into high up positions and things. So maybe there are gaps, too. Like maybe I think that's true, actually. I think there are problems in society right now, economic ones, COVID, all that shit kind of maybe you know, ramped it up, mm-hmm. but all the economic bubbles, I think there's a lot going on that made those gaps where people are unhappy. And so ideology fills those gaps for one. So maybe more people could, you know, it's like a religion. So they get some benefit from like thinking that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think there is like some kind of gap that that stuff is filling up. Like we forgot about the things that maybe made this culture good, right? We didn't teach them to the kids. We didn't, mm-hmm. there's no civics classes anymore. Uh, everything's almost anti-American, you know, Um, And so there are gaps. Yeah. But but I do think that these trans sports things are as much an activist thing as, you know, just being like, oh, just let people be equal or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like a it's making a statement. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Especially Olympics. That's like a big statement. Right. Well, and I think this is why, you know, this is again to maybe clarify on this point. What I was saying earlier is that I think a lot of people then jump on and support these because it can make them feel better about not doing anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Because now, well, of course, I'm, I support Black Lives Matter or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. trans people in the mm-hmm. Olympics. I'm not a transphobe, mm-hmm. right? And that's as far as they go with doing anything to support any of these causes. Mm. And Again, going mm-hmm. back to the people, like mm. you were saying, the, the guy who does this um, urban, you know, gardening. Uh, gardening. Yeah. Those are people that actually get in there and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, this is my point, this is why I think activism sucks. I think activists as a whole just have dropped the ball on so many areas 
Um, or what it's become or something. What, yeah, yeah, in a lot of areas, even the yeah. climate activists and stuff. Because the, ETEF, the OG Gardener, you could say that that is a, an aspect of activism. Mm-hmm. He's acting sure. in the community. That's the good side of it. That's the good but side. But it became this like... Like but almost like a job. It's almost like a business. Like these people go to mm-hmm. different places and they, mm-hmm. you know, once there's a, you know, like something happens, a murder or whatever, mm-hmm. or a police, you know, black person interaction, they fly there and yeah. then they protest. It's yeah. like, you know, I mean, it's turned into something else. Yeah. yeah. It's not just people in the community like being active. Right. Right. It's like a whole other thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, I don't know. People got to take a look, I think, at themselves and be, you know. Mm-hmm really yeah, question the, their motives of why they're doing things mm. and why they support things and yeah. um, you know because it's taking us in my opinion I've never seen it like this and haven't heard of it like this since you know I mean gosh pre-60s or right mm. around in that area mm-hmm. you know the McCarthy mm. era and that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah there are some similarities right yeah so it's yeah. man I think mm. it's scary that people are so willing to divide so easily Mm -hmm. over these like fear topics right Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. again if you don't believe x you're a fucking Mm -hmm. right winger Mm -hmm. or you're a whatever and they've got everything's been labeled now where you're an absolute Mm -hmm. right it's not like if you disagree with the logical you know argument that you know okay i get it you're kind of a centrist or a moderate Mm -hmm. it's like you're fucking right wing you're transphobe i mean i I could care less if there was you know Mm -hmm. transgender right sure yeah yeah where does this all lead if it just keeps going this route yeah that's what i'm saying it leads leads to a lot of fucking china a lot of yeah crazy (laughs) shit like russian union a friend the other day this girl and i won't say her name but i I've had respect for this girl for a long time, and the other day I saw one thing that just, like, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. It was a meme that's apparently been going around through all kinds of, um, I mean, she was a hardcore Bernie supporter, mm-hmm. and I I thought for the right reasons up until I saw this, that it she shared a meme that said, I'm a, I'm a far, I'm the furthest left Democrat turning to socialists and proud of it, or some shit like that, mm-hmm. like, and then it was like hashtag happily welcoming socialism or some shit like that. There's a and, lot of that, yeah. yeah. And I, like, I, I didn't realize it was at that degree right now. I knew there was like talks about it. I knew there were things that were mimicking socialism happening, but that shit scares the fuck out of me. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and people think that it's going to be like some European country. Yeah. Right? I had this talk with some a couple, utopia. you know, socialists yeah. and. I'm like, this is something that people got to understand. At least I think this um, is that Europe gets to operate like Europe operates largely because we are the world influencer. But China doesn't necessarily want to tolerate that. If China was the world influencer, they wouldn't necessarily be operating in that manner. And so there is a strong capitalist, you know, Overwatch right now being our country and we're losing that power and the thing about it is that gives these countries to be free countries that gives them the opportunities because without us a lot of these countries would really be in difficult situations Um, 
you know, especially as being the world superpower, right? And, you know, it's kind of lame because this sounds like real, you know, like rah-rah America, and that's not how, you know, I, I want it to be. But if you look at China, or if you look at Russia, or if you look at America, and you said, okay, well, one of these guys is going to be the superpower, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that most people that have experienced a little bit of freedom would say, well, we want it to be America, right? And we're flawed in a lot of ways, but there's things that we don't do to the same level that the Chinese government does, and there's things that we don't do to the same level that the Russians do. That stuff's hard and to, like, that's hard, it's, it's too big for me to understand, yeah. you know? Like, I you could maybe make the idea, like, like you've said before, like in Somalia, right? When you destroy the government, then... Uh, well, there was no government there. Right. And so then little factions come up yeah. and like gangsters take the power. Right. Right. For sure. So maybe you could say the world's the same way. Like there has to be, you know... There, there has I, to I don't be. know that to be true, but I could see that, you yeah, know... I think so, because mm, it's the same thing you see with the cartel or with any of these mm. large organizations. There's... Anytime you remove the head, there's but what about there's in the vacuum and right? Something. But what about in the world? It's like it's I, harder to I think see, it's right? The same with anything, isn't it? Like more it's invisible now, though, because there's no actual wars. Like, like America has uh, like military bases in like mm -hmm. 230 countries or something. But um, I there's a lot of economic. We'll see. This is things this that is looking power. at it mm -hmm. from one direction mm -hmm. but i think we are 100 percent at war with china right now mm -hmm. but it's a propaganda war mm -hmm. it's not a hot war where we're physically fighting that mm -hmm. could happen but i i really believe that the chinese have infiltrated mm -hmm. i mean look at what we're doing man, and look at can we just get along like what the fuck man <laughs> but, I'm telling you. I don't, but i don't think so like, I, I mean as lame as it would be or as cool as it would be I think it would be lame in the same regard as, well, then what aspirations do you have and then what motivations do you have? If we're all equal and we all get along. Well, I'm not saying that, well, that's but, I am saying, but I am saying boring. like that, this conversation uh -huh. makes me want to move to an island or something. Yeah. And like you big superpowers, you guys fight it out. Sure. And I'm going to do my fucking thing. Right. You well, know? What are you going to do on an island? Right, you kind of want to do superpower things, right? It's like, ooh, at well, least I, I do. Cool I want to, yeah, cool like, shit. I want to fucking <laughs> go up snowboarding, uh -huh. right? right? Right, that's a superpower thing, you know. Yeah. Or that's a mm -hmm. fucking yeah. industrialized right. nation thing, mm -hmm. you know. Fuck, mountain biking. I love mm -hmm. mountain biking. Right, I gotta yeah. fucking buy it from somebody who you know can build it, and, and, and I guess who's got I the guess engineering you can, intelligence to right and near that yeah, 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 and you could make the point that you wouldn't have time to mountain bike. If yeah. you're, because like if shit goes down on that island and now all of a sudden you're farming all day long. Right. Well, that's There's what no you're doing, right? To... <laughs> you're, unless you want right. to be on a fully stocked so you island. So you with... could make the argument that whatever system is around right now, Western culture around the world, that allows us to have the time to paint or play music yeah. and stuff. I mean, you make a living that way. But, you know, I mean, you know what I mean? To have like uh, mountain biking and right. uh, other because things. Because with socialism, yeah. you don't get to choose. Mm -hmm. It's not like you just get to decide to be a musician, maybe, mm -hmm. but maybe they're yeah. like, right. oh, you know right. what? You're mm -hmm. going to be fucking, yeah. right. we need, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. clerks, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like, fuck, man, I'm in the clerk yeah. class. Yeah, see, <laughs> so my problem with the, the socialism stuff is like I, I, I've learned more about where things end up, 
right? right. I'm, I'm seeing that a little bit clearer, right? Just how it's happened in the past. Um, but then I think there are, and I should somehow learn these better. I'm, I'm, I have a hard time finding them. Um, logical, reasonable arguments on the left side of things for how to make the world a better place or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I'm starting to see that it's like about, you know, they want... It's because they stop at the problem. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Just, I'm just not That's, smart enough to, to think about well, things at that level. But, I just but if can't, you look like, at it on every level that they approach it, right? They stop at the problem. There's global warming. That's where it stops. There's no like peeling back the layers and saying, well, what does that even mean? Global mm -hmm. warming. Are we in a cycle? Are we mm -hmm. causing it? Are we causing it? Well, what's causing it? Mm. Right? Nobody and wants to discuss if, if, the actual positive of global do, warming correct. that vegetation this, is growing at an all-time rate so right now. Exactly. Do we look at, do there's, we, there's do we say, data, wow, there's yeah. more mm. oxygen in mm. the fucking atmosphere now? And so uh, there's so many things that are not looked into because, mm. again, if the icebergs melt, Mm -hmm. What happens, right. right? What does that mean? Well, they say that there's way more ice now in Antarctica than there was mm -hmm. before. Well, so is it mm -hmm. like just a, a, right. a, a balance, a shift? You, yeah. you know, and the Earth's just kind of like... Well, mm. how about the fact that these systems are so fucking complex that yes. it's like just... it's, all, it, it's I, I even give it a possibility that it's beyond our ability to understand. Right it now, might be probably. that complex, you know? I, I think Things that's like the weather good thing about and, technology and is that we economics. might figure it out. Right, yeah. So sometimes, you know, the, the whole tend your garden thing, go to the island thing, yeah. it does come up for me because mm -hmm. when I try to think about economic systems and global warming and environmental protection and stuff is it true is it not true mm -hmm. what's the you know it's like so vast you know what i mean it's right. it, you know and everybody thinks they they know or what you know but they're just repeating what other people said and i you know and i don't know and and sometimes when we get that far mm -hmm. in a conversation i just like I, I go blank and then how much of it too is like it's weird how maybe we like we all ride ideologies mm -hmm. like they come in, you know, like I heard this recently, like if you took like a philosopher that maybe is like super famous, like Descartes, I think therefore I am or whatever, like um, that it's really not them that like created the philosophy that like changed and, and, you know, allowed modern science to happen and that kind of thing. But it was just like this, this, this like energy in a culture. And all that philosopher is is like a reflection of an idea that like was just going around. Kind of yeah shapes it. Like mm -hmm. um, I think it was uh, Da Vinci who said, mm -hmm. or who's who carved David? Michelangelo. Okay, Michelangelo, mm -hmm. who said mm -hmm. like David always existed like, in the marble in block. The marble, he just yeah. right freedom he, he, from yeah, it he, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, took yeah. all the marble away from what was already so, there, the image. Yeah. That's how I feel about music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just a conduit mm -hmm. that's pulling some shit yeah. that's around me. So so how much right now is like, you know, like some, part of me wants to like blame it on universities and postmodernism yeah. and, 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 you know, Marxism, you know, that's where like the oppressed and oppressor, like that kind of like lens comes from mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you might, I, sometimes I want to blame it on those things, but what if there's this larger picture that there's this like energies of ideologies of like, you know, atheism washes through mm -hmm. science, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then, and we're all just writing on top of that, you know, and it's, and it's hard to, to, to tell between like, 
an idea that's just we're all having mm-hmm. and, and one that I'm like logically getting to. Yeah. You know, so that's what I think is so we're all trying to get a grasp on what's happening. Like, what the fuck is happening? Don't you think? Do you feel that? Way? I mean, I don't know. maybe I'm more bewildered than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The thing that I always come back to, because I go through this with my parents of trying to tell them, you know, they're, they're so devout in their beliefs sometimes when I'm mm. talking that it's, and they're so rigid in them that it, like I can't, like even like when Trump was president, like I'm, I wasn't, I, I wasn't for either side, you know, I didn't like any of the candidates. I've, I've never voted. I'm not registered. I try to stay out of all yeah, that shit. Cause like you, mm. I don't have the time to understand and comprehend what's mm. really going on. So mm. I'm like, why am I going to place a vote when mm. I don't really know who this person is? I don't mm. really know what they're about. I get their mm. talking points, but do I really know what they think when they go home at night? Mm-hmm. Fuck no. So I'm not going to waste yeah. my time, but I'll like they get so into their beliefs that they they forget that there is another view another you know side of things and uh damn i don't even know where i was going with this are they are they like um like catholic are you talking like religious yeah well well i mean that my mom at least came to understand um what were you just talking about Uh, that there's like energies of ideologies and we just sit on top of them right in the way yeah Yeah, they're not really our own idea we're just like saying like the idea of the times you said you said uh I'm, I'm like I, I'm bewildered by it. Like, do we we can't get a grip on what's going on? Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's just like I they yeah they act like you know the word of the the news is the truth. And I mm. think so many other people they fall into that that groove because in a way it is a replacement for religion. It's like we turn on mm. the news. Let's see what the gospel is today. Right. And then that's the word what's of the important. Lord. It tells it. it also, yeah, yeah. And it does tell us what matters. It tells us what to think about. Yeah. It tells us what to focus on. For a lot of people, it gives yeah. them structure and it gives them meaning. It, and right. it makes them feel like they're fighting for something. So then they got they get caught up, caught up in these tribal ideologies and, and, and this tribal mentality of just whatever my tribe believes, I'm going to back it up and we're, we're going full force for that. And I think what I'd like, at least to keep myself sane, the only way that I can navigate these type of things is to try to stay fucking neutral as much Mm -hmm. as possible. And the thing I always remind myself is believe nothing and try to understand everything. Because once you start to believe things, then that ideology is planting that seed and it starts to grow. And then it's harder to to have open and honest conversation and hear opposing viewpoints. That's the that's the infection that starts and starts to defend off any kind of opposing viewpoint. The minute you hear something, your body just has this physical response. But if you can manage to just be neutral and take everything for what it is and try to see it with a clear lens and not cloud it with a, a predisposed mm-hmm. judgment or ideology. Can we, can we talk about that again? I'd like yeah. to, that's another cool topic. Because yeah. I'd like to challenge uh, that. I would too. I, I, think, yeah. <laughs> I, I just have other ideas uh-huh. about it. Yeah. It'd be a cool topic. Like, can you be neutral in the world? Is it good to be neutral? Are beliefs a good thing or are they always a bad thing? Like something like that would yeah. be cool to talk about. Um, but I mean, you can say something about yeah. it now, but I just didn't want to like get too far into Yeah, no, I was just um, going to say that's, I think where training comes in. You know, because I think that I like I like what you said by since you don't know enough to vote, but you're not going to vote. I think this push to get people to vote is ridiculous. I think people mm-hmm. should have some education on voting before they just go mm-hmm. vote um, for that. Mm-hmm. But I do think that when you stay neutral to me, staying neutral is like doing a flow roll. 
right? Yeah. It's cool. You ride mm. everything out. You're going with the flow, but it's all reaction, right? I think we want to respond. And I would challenge that to say that the better you can get at having a belief, but always checking yourself to challenge those beliefs and reaffirm that those beliefs are what you still believe, I think is the important um, approach. And that's not to fool yourself. That's not to say that, well, I'm going to trick myself into believing what I believe. It's like legitimately challenging and making sure that that belief still holds with the new information that you gathered, the um, new position that you might be in. You might be feeling way better than you were before and then all of a sudden you have a little different you know position or twist on that but I think what it does is it gives us what we've talked about that beacon that lighthouse that man this is where I want to go if I'm just going with the flow I might not ever even get there okay I think right I see what you're saying. so yeah. if yeah. I have a belief mm -hmm. in something it might take me this way and then I'm like fuck I need to be way over here but it got me to that point if I never made a choice, I might be fucking See, way over here. I'll, I'll even challenge that because I, and it might just be a matter of terminology or how you perceive things between the two terms. But for me, like even when I'm looking at that lighthouse or whatever my goal is, so like take jujitsu for instance, like when I go in to roll, whether it's with you or with Anna or Justin or whoever, like I, I try not to fool myself and I, like I, I don't want to tell myself I believe I'm going to beat this person sure. or I believe I'm going to win, but I understand that the option is there, that the, the possibility is going to be open at some point, and, and I try to understand that I can win and this mm -hmm. person can win, but I don't, I don't believe it's going to go one way or the other. I, I just try to, to me, remaining neutral in that, that moment is what keeps me calm and allows sure. me to think logically so that mm -hmm. I can understand that's like, where that, call that like openness. But in training, that, yeah. that's mm -hmm. where that's important. But if you were, if we said, okay, now mm -hmm. you're in a match and this match puts your band on the map because you're going to win this fucking whatever, <laughs> or even you're like not going to go in there thinking, well, it might or it might not happen because if you go in there yeah. thinking like that you get steamrolled so you that's gotta what go I was, in there this, like this i'm is, winning this, this motherfucker is, that's, that's one true. thought i had was like i think belief is a huge conversation but here's one little yeah. little thing that's cool like i heard about this shaman that would heal people right so someone gets sick they're in a tp or whatever and he would bring in a chicken and he would say this chicken is like possessed by this demon that'll take your disease right and so he would bring the chicken in the place and the chicken lives with the guy for two days or something like that and then leaves and he says oh the chicken gets sick and he kills the chicken something like that and uh someone asked the shaman some like anthropologist or something he's like do you think that the chicken really takes their disease and he's like no uh i'm doing that i'm i'm telling the story for this person and, and because of uh what are some of those things like uh yes mm -hmm. yes things like that yeah. at least um and so belief can heal yeah and then if you take um like uh what's his name george uh gsp uh, yeah. yep uh he talks i love how he talks about like because he's he's both he can do both okay he can believe and know he's the best in the world and at another time it's not at the same time, I don't think. I mean, maybe because he's one person, but at the, another time, he knows that that's ridiculous mm -hmm. and that people are badass. And he's well, I right? guess that's kind of how I perceive it. Okay, and yeah, and yeah. I guess that's I guess the difference for me is like, 
the things that I believe are internal aspects about myself versus external things like when it comes to the external world there's not a whole lot that I can believe in you know what I mean because things change so much other people are I mean they they're changing on a daily basis so it's it's things that I can't predict that I, I, I stray away from belief. But if it has to do with my internal self and my abilities, there are definitely things that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And, well, so, and, so the other side of that coin then, so yeah. one side is like our belief and can we use belief? The other side is you can't tell what the world's gonna be and it's always changing and it's so different. I, I don't know if that's true, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so that I would say is maybe the modern science outlook. That's the idea that there is this objective world, right? And that we can like somehow like jump out of our skin and like somehow with like critical thinking and and experimentation and checking out with other people that we can like get this outside view of what the world is and that it's this thing that's like somehow divorced from belief. It's right. Like it's this objective world. And then there's this thing that I put on it, which is what I believe on it. And I wonder sometimes, okay. Well, I I was just going to interject on that because it's not even so much that, like, I stray from belief because I think the world's objective. I think it's quite the opposite, that Mm. I think everything is so subjective. See, there's no rule, there's no, there's no table. I mean, I think there's truth. Isn't there like capital T truth kind of thing? I think there are, um, but I could even bring up a story that, like, there's a lady who, um, she she was born to a wealthy family and she was raised basically by the, the housemaid up until like the age of five or six or something like that. And at the ages when she would have been taught colors, shapes, things of that nature, she, nobody was teaching her anything. She, she, she barely had a grasp on language. Mm. And it wasn't until like she was a she was describing at young ages how she had this memory of the way the world looked before this one incident happened where she saw the world almost like in waves. She said she didn't have a physical view of what yep. things looked yep. like until somebody said, that's blue, this yep. is a circle, and started yep. teaching her shapes. So what does that mean? It, it makes me wonder how how objective those truths mm. actually are. Of Well, that's interesting. So I think th- that is kind of where I was going. It's like maybe one view you could take is that the outside world is just like chaos. And I guess and you like, could say her belief mm, changing is what actually influenced her objective right. reality. That's what I was going to say. Is yeah. Maybe it's like the world is, is somehow this like, you know, sea of potential. Like uh, uh, atoms are both mm-hmm. wave and particle. And, you know what I mean? And then it's somehow through the interaction with our mind that it condenses into a thing. Right? Yeah. Um, and so that is belief, maybe. Maybe one way to see what belief is, and that's or exactly what you said. Or lack of belief in her case, because she didn't have anything to reference. Right, but she, she had to have had something, though, because she, like, yeah. navigated in the world. This would be the idea. Yeah, yeah. Right, the yeah. idea is that, again, it's like a mapping thing. Yeah, it belief. wasn't like she just walked through tables. Right, yeah, 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 it's not like yeah. a whole wave. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. So, so, yeah, so belief is, I, I would, I might, I'm starting to think that you can't not have beliefs. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, the world yeah. we live in is, like, composed of something like beliefs about it like you know some something like that yeah um 
Yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's a big conversation. It is. Well, yeah. I mean, to, yeah. see, to yeah. even stay alive and keep living, you have to have some sort of belief that there's a reason to keep That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And someone was talking about direction a minute ago, and that's like a part of it. Were you talking about that? Like, that, was the, so. uh-huh. that was like the first thing you said. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's a part of it, too. Like, that's a, that is an aspect of the belief thing, is it? It gives you, it tells you what to do, mm-hmm. right? It tells yeah. you where to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, yeah, because I used to think that beliefs were negative. Not that you were saying that, but no. I used to think, I did think that. And I was pure materialist scientist kind of type. Um, and so I thought that beliefs were all something that you put on things and that they exist objectively. And then there's just like lenses that you put on stuff. And I'm, I've started to question that a little That'd bit. That'd be really difficult to create that many things, though. You know, like you'd spend your whole time then if we didn't have, you know, like predetermined beliefs, you'd mm. spend your whole time just formulating beliefs. It, it'd be chaos. Right. You'd have no way to do anything. Right. Like and you wouldn't so, know what anything was, how to interact with it, what that, to do with things. That, that's what I think is important is, you know, and again, I equate this to practice. Um, and that's where I think jujitsu is awesome for this is because it's the one time that you can set aside in your day specifically for self-improvement and self-practice, right? And so the more you practice in understanding a belief system that you have, the more that you understand how to utilize the benefits of that belief system, the more that you understand how to challenge that belief system and to reaffirm it, then I don't think you get so caught up in your belief systems that you become a fucking radical, you know, Mm -hmm. you become radicalized. Mm -hmm. I think that that's literally what's happening right now on the left is that we're not thinking they're just not thinking they're reacting it's emotional and you know going back to then the whole idea with beliefs if you believe something and you really start to peel back and understand yourself you'll understand how to manage those beliefs to a large degree Right, unless you're fucked up. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not talking yeah. about crazy yeah. shit. Well, that would, that's all critical thinking, and and I just, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was in 2007 or eight, they removed critical thinking from common, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the most important school. things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you got to add? What are we finish? What are you closing? Are you the closer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's a know. Lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. What did we call those today? Were they pastries or muffins? What did we end on? I don't know. You guys told me. <laughs> I think now it's uh, your role to decide what it is. Hmm. Mm, shit. Up to the individual. We're calling the little ones tarts. Yep. The big ones are pockets. Right. Tarts and pockets. Tarts and pockets. Oh, wow. You guys all agree. <laughs> see it all the same way. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. See you later.